0: John 15, verse 5 through 7. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. for joining us for another episode of our Deeply Rooted Faith Podcast and welcome to our new listeners. My name is Marge and I'm just so excited to have you guys here with me. We simply exist to glorify the name of Jesus Christ and spread the gospel. So join us as we journey through what it actually means to be deeply rooted in Him. Holy Spirit, we thank you that the word of God imparts true knowledge and wisdom. As a citizen of heaven, we pull down heaven in its Lord, let your words give light to your people. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. My heart is yours. So let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength, my redeemer. So, we're going to get started. The title of this episode is called Becoming Fruitful. This is a story about a dream that changed everything. This actually dates back to May 14th, 2017. On Mother's Day, I I had a dream that changed the trajectory of my life. I won't go into too much detail, but the gist of the dream was I saw myself in a place And this place was ineffable. During this dream, my sister was praying over me. I was in a kneeling posture. When she had finished praying, she whispered something in my ear, but whatever she had whispered was inaudible. And as soon as she was done, I heard a voice whisper, Wake up. And when I woke up, my heart was racing, I was sweating, I was discombobulated because I thought that, you know, I had overslept for work, so I was a bit unsettled. While driving to work, I called my sister and I told her about this dream. I was convinced that God was up to something. About two months later, I took a weekend off from work to go see my family and revisited my sister's church, which, by the way, is called Ecclesia Global Worship Assembly. I I would recommend this church to anyone looking to have an authentic relationship with God. So during service, Apostle Furlow released a word over my life. The things that he spoke of could have only been revealed to him by God. He spoke with such authority and power. I just knew that my life was never going to be the same. And surprisingly, this was around a time where I was mentally broken Apostle Furlow revealed why I was experiencing these continuous cycles in my life. These thoughts and feelings that were consuming me. Listen, y'all, I was completely floored. An enemy has been assigned to suffocate the life out of you, he said. He told me to come up to the altar. I found myself on my knees at the front of the altar crying out to God. My sister was to my left praying over me. This moment felt so familiar. Then she whispered in my ear, yield Marge, yield, I was wrecked. Just imagine dreaming about a particular moment in time. A dream that puzzled me for months because it felt like I had no sense of closure. And suddenly, my dream and waking life intersecting. Everything I had gone through led me to this very moment, my suddenly moment. Everything dissolved into one. While I was in my kneeling posture, I heard that whisper again. Wake up, just like the dream. A transient moment that will forever be engraved in my memory because it was my transitioning to all things righteous. The way the word yield hit my spirit. My mind didn't have time to register or even process the significance of the moment. A momentous decision of my yes to God, I called upon the name of the Lord and I was saved. This synchronistic encounter brought me to a place of hunger and thirst. A place where I hungered and thirst for the more of God. I needed to know him. I needed to know him more. I had to know him more. It was like an ardent craving. I was going to pursue God at all costs. And more than anything, I just wanted to live for him. So as I reflect here today, I couldn't help but think that God sent a prophetic word through someone with authority and legislative power to speak life into me, simultaneously dismantling a system that has been set in a place to smother me, a system that had me stuck. I needed to be moved from a place of bondage to a place of freedom. The the moment I said yes was the beginning of my transition. I felt hope rise up within me. Besides, I now understand that through this synchronistic encounter, God wanted to awaken something within me. Though I had experienced the physical aspect of the waking moment back on Mother's Day, I also got to experience the spiritual awakening of God reviving something dormant within me. Although the only two prominent words I heard were wake up and healed. And I literally saw a glimpse of heaven. These words were crucial to my development in my subsequent stage in walk with Christ. To awaken something means to become cognizant or aware of that something. To yield in the agricultural sense means to produce. So what is producing exactly? Producing is to cause a particular result or situation to happen or come into existence. I guess God needed me to produce something. He needed to produce something out of me. Sometimes God will send someone To awaken the dormant potentials within you. It's like, my child, you have so much potential. Why are you asleep? This encounter changed something in me. An encounter with God is a byproduct of change. One cannot have an authentic encounter and remain the same. It's impossible. Something within you have to change. It would be a complete dishonor to God to say that you've had an encounter with him and there is nothing about your life that says differently. Fight me. (laughs) The Holy Spirit literally comes in and starts changing the nature of who you are. It's like being divinely summoned by the Holy Spirit. You begin to hunger and desire after the things of God. So now that you've given your life to Christ and you know some of the promises to being a child of God and you're actually connected to a church. So the question now becomes, how do one walk this journey out? So let's just start off by saying that this journey with Jesus is to be walked daily a decision that one must make every day. Personally, when I awake, I tell God I love him and that I've decided to give him another yes, willingly picking up my cross and following him despite all the uncertainties, all the unknown. To be quite honest, as you walk with Jesus, your character starts to develop. Character development requires pruning. Desiring and hungering after righteousness provokes pruning. Before one can be fruitful, there is a process of pruning that must take place. So with my fellowship with Jesus, I've experienced a lot of character pruning. God had to confront certain areas in my life that didn't match up with his character. Some were habits that I may have picked up along the way that I needed to let go of. My attitude towards certain things And especially my way of thinking. My thought process was honestly crippling. I had to change my thought pattern. Listen, changing one's thought patterns doesn't happen overnight. It was a struggle for me. I had to put a lot of things to death. For example, whenever I found myself reverting to my old thought patterns, habits, or behaviors... I had to ask the Holy Spirit for help. So, just an FYI, suppression doesn't help. One has to move beyond that. If you're trying to do it on your own, forget about it. You are in for a rude awakening. I had to fix my thoughts on what was good, true, and right. I had to focus on Jesus, and by fixing my thoughts... On things above, it allowed me to see that sin was no longer was no longer my master. It began to lose its hold on me. So Colossians three five says, "Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature: sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry." So basically, idolatry is anything that consumes or replaces God in our hearts. I'm not sure what you may be struggling with. I'm sure we've all experienced it, whether it's lustful thoughts, being a pessimist thinker, being an impatient individual, suffering from anger, jealousy, resentment, even depression, whichever category you fall into. I am here to tell you that The Holy Spirit is there to help you with that process. We cannot overcome sin on our own. I repeat, we cannot overcome sin on our own. Being reluctant to give up on things that God may be trying to change within you will result to nothing of value. If I've learned anything from God's continuous process of pruning so far, is that the process can be extremely uncomfortable, sometimes downright painful, if we don't allow God to do His work within us. But it's part of the process that a believer must go through in order to be fruitful. Actually, it's a requirement in order for us to grow spiritually between God only disciplines those he loves. So if you've never been pruned or disciplined, I would really reassess my relationship with God. No, seriously. Because God will not allow you to do whatever you want. Sin and God cannot occupy the same space. That's just the way it is. You're just going to have to accept it. So whenever you find yourself in a season of pruning... Or it may be that God is bringing something to the forefront. It simply means that God's presence is near. Don't fret, pruning is a good thing. If we are to take on the character of Christ, we must have some evident traits of our Christ like character. And these traits are love joy, peace, kindness, goodness, fruitfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are our fruits. The Bible says you will know them by their fruits. These are the outward, invisible sign that one is connected to the vine. So, this brings me to John 15 If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. On our last episode, we talked about how knowing who we are in Christ brings about a separation, a distinguishing. Well, this separation and distinguishing comes from a place of abiding. Abiding means to remain, live, or dwell. If one were to abide by something or in something, it simply means that they are connected to that thing continuously. In our case, our connection is to Jesus. So, what is this passage telling us exactly? Well, this passage is telling us that if we're not connected to the vine, the vine being Jesus Christ Himself, the original source of life, we are lost. And if we're not connected to the original source of life, we then become these unfruitful branches that gets thrown away. Being thrown away simply means that we have no purpose. In verse 7, it says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. What the word of God is saying is that if we are connected to Jesus, the source of life, if we dwell in his words, which are, Words he has spoken to us through the Bible. And those words are life. That we can ask him whatever we wish and it will be done for us. Just think about it. You can ask God to heal the sick and it shall be done for you. You can ask God to show you his glory. It shall be done for you. You can ask God to make you an instrument so others can see him. It shall be done for you. You can ask God to see a nation's heart turn towards him. It shall be done for you because you are connected to the main source of all things. So my question then becomes, why is it that so many of us bear so little? I'll tell you why. Because we have stopped doing what's necessary to remain in the vine. We do the bare minimum. Becoming fruitful is a state of complete dependency on God. It requires the pruning process of God, a place of abiding, and most importantly, prayer. I'm just going to say this just like the Holy Spirit... Just like I'm just going to say this just like the Holy Spirit pressed it upon my heart. The indecisiveness of this generation... The lukewarm Christianity. Revelation 3.16 says, So I will spit you out, out of my mouth, because you are only warm and not hot or cold. One day we're with him and the next we're not. Some of us just want enough of God to appease us. We don't really want change. We just want to look the part. We want to be fruitful but resist pruning. We want power, but resist consecration. We want life, but resist Jesus. That's impossible. Listen, beloved, let me tell you, the time has come where we must make a choice. We're either walking in the spirit or in the flesh. There is no in between. God is coming to inspect our fruit. So are you a good tree or a bad tree? Be extremely careful because a bad tree can deceive you into thinking that they're good. But you know what though? The fruit always speaks for itself. And if we're walking in a spirit and we are connected to the vine, we will bear much fruit. Notice how it says bear much fruit. Much is defined as a large amount, substantial, abundant. The God of the universe says in Genesis 17, verse 6, I will make you exceedingly fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come forth from you. Listen, y'all. The fruitfulness of God doesn't stop with us. God wants to make nations of us. Kings come forth from us. So his name can be glorified through us from generation to generation. So you mean I, a sinner, and the God who spoke everything into existence, wants to do all these amazing things through me, and all I have to do or all I need to do is believe in Him, abide in Him, allow Him to prune me, sanctify me, purify me, and He will make me exceedingly fruitful? Hey, listen, that's what the Word says. That's Bible. And we know that the Word of God does not fall to the ground. If He said it, He means it. So what this tells me is that our yearning for God, His desires and wants must supersede everything in our lives. God has to be number one. We have to be a fruitful people. Because there are nations waiting to be birthed out of us. There are people waiting to hear our testimonies so they can too give their lives to God. There are people waiting for our obedience. Look at yourself from the lens of God. Look at what he did through Abraham. Isaiah fifty one says, "Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn, into the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For he was but one when I called him, that I might bless him and multiply him. Listen, y'all." Abraham was only one man, and God blessed him and made him many. God's righteousness will never fail. The possibilities are endless with what God can do through us. If we just abide in him, keep his statutes and his commands. I've said all this to say this. Whether you are a believer or a non-believer, lukewarm and loving it. I'm here to tell you that God wants all of you. He wants to do amazing things through you, just like he did with Abraham. But we must first be pruned and abide in him. Father, we thank you for the word that was dispensed on today's podcast. We acknowledge that our struggle isn't against flesh and blood, that it's against rulers, powers, forces of darkness, and the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. So Lord, as I stand in the gap, we speak that God's anointing destroys every yoke in our lives. We say, Father, let your words take root in the hearts and mind of your people as we heal to the process of pruning. We pray against anything that may fester in our hearts and become idols in our lives. We uproot them in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you highlight those areas in our lives that we have yet to surrender to you. For your word says, if we abide in you, And that we may ask the Father whatever we want in your name and that he may give it to us. So, Father, in this moment, we ask that you continue to keep us connected to you. Keep us connected to the vine so we can bear more fruit and bring glory to your kingdom and bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen so this concludes our episode for this week i honestly needed to do a self-reflection after this episode the bible says that for everything you do flows from your heart so i always want to make sure that my heart posture is aligned with god's desire and wants so thank you holy spirit for checking me this week i challenge you guys to do a self-examination what kind of fruit does your life produce are there any areas in your life that you refuse to cooperate with the holy spirit Listen, y'all, if we're going to be a matured people in Christ, we must remain in him. Because it is through our pruning and discipline that God brings us into the conformity of his holiness. So thanks again for rocking with Jesus and I. My name is Marge, so be sure to check us out on Instagram at drf podcast or leave us a comment. Thank you again for listening. God bless. See y'all next time.